One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello all hello all name them name them we are well (laughs) we stuck our feet in the mud and dug our heels in and just couldn't couldn't resist look the thing about this podcast is we're always going to do whatever the fuck we want to do and no one certainly will be telling me anything but I did interact with quite a few people in the past week who loved were like ones. loved ones, cherished friends, gorgeous, beautiful friends who were like, what are you doing? Did you watch? No, not what are you doing? But just did you watch? Oh, I got that. Oh, really? I had a mutual friend who we both love say, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Really? And who? like, a, Alan, <laughs> she's like, a, can you fucking watch, please? And like with total, Everett, no one has confronted with total me. love. No one has confronted me with love and light. I pray that someone intervenes. She intervened on us. Wow. She okay. said, if, "She goes if you if you're not going to recap it, can you at least fucking watch so we can talk about it?" That's a fair question, and that's what I realized too. Because I was like, I was at a holiday dinner party, Ooh. and was cornered by some delightful gay friends of mine who were like, what do you think of the recent episode? Like, blah, 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 the dinner. And I was like, I haven't watched in like three weeks. And then I realized like... It's alienating. Yeah. We are backing ourselves into a corner. We're causing a rift. There were meltdowns on Patreon. 
we're causing alienation with our, our dear listeners, our dear patrons. The dearest the dearest patrons stuck around and actually the Patreon's doing better than ever. So like yeah. it really is good for business, Some I people, think, though, to were... pull away. It's good to pull away a little bit and then make people it makes people want you more. We said goodbye. Hello. Hello. But I think that ultimately if an episode's good, we can talk about it or we cannot. I don't know. I don't really I this don't want I don't want to be beholden to a show that quite frankly didn't really get good this season until the dinner party. Look, I I stick with our hunch that we felt like the season was not giving. No. And I will admit when I'm wrong, the last two episodes were giving. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I've been watching the show since 2010 i've earned my right to disengage i love nothing more than disengaging with a bravo show when i feel like it's not speaking to me anymore and the problem about doing a podcast that's like tied to these shows is that sometimes i feel like i have to say something even when i have nothing to say and i'm my muse is not inspiring me and i want to get a different muse but then every single time and this is only the second time that i've like pulled out of recapping something i did it in season nine of vanderpump rules because it was truly the most flop that fucking show's ever been And this is the same thing when I pull out, when I reach my breaking point and I say enough and I set a boundary, the show gets good again. I mean, look at season 10. Like, what's that about? That's about my my power, honestly. I I just saw a video of a girl filming herself doing like energetic swirls and a storm came mm-hmm. and she was convinced that she manifested the storm. And I was like, I love that for you. It's mild schizophrenia, but I'm obsessed with you. So, like, I think you can manifest things. I honestly, like, I I feel like my relationship is, like, I have to be pushed to a breaking point where I say, I've had enough and you will not be holding me hostage anymore. And then the show, like, gets good. I mean, look what happened in season 10 of VPR. I know. And the end of season 9, like, the last two episodes, like, the reunion slapped. But, like... That was one of the worst. And those moments really send me through a spiral. I, when the shows that we're talking about or that I'm talking about, if I do it with other people on this podcast, get bad, I literally go into like a depressive, what am I doing with my life? I'm a huge failure. Everything is fucked. Like yeah. nothing's working out. Like everything you know, is bad. Bravo shouldn't be that deep. I know. And that's why I have to say, hello goodbye i feel like this is alive mm-hmm. yeah i mean we did that with tampa bays but that was okay no but tampa bays we still like came in and we just put two in one in the last episode mm-hmm. i mean we did get cuppy from that but otherwise it was a fucking i know but that flop. wasn't a give like i feature a total give up and walk away <laughs> and i'm really do- i have no problem with that no basically the moral is the moral is we're, we want to feel like we can do whatever we want while also knowing that we can <laughs> no we can i can and i will do whatever i want <laughs> on my podcast that i'm the boss of but we heard your calls we heard your calls for action and we we 
admit that these two episodes were serving. Yeah. Majorly. And so we had no choice but to come out of retirement. Three weeks. And get back Three in weeks the game. after retiring from Beverly Hills Angels, we're Honestly, back in it. Sometimes you retire early and it just doesn't sit right. And you're just kind of old and you don't know what's going mm. on. And then you say, guess what? I'm going to get back in the game. Should we get into it? Um, uh, sure. Or did you want to talk about something? I don't care. I need to make my formal request that everyone watch Leave the World Behind okay. on Netflix. Incredible. I it's saw giving... on socials that you took to socials to spread the word. I do. I, you know, I'm like. You've really become the town crier of spreading the word about cinema on social media. Well, and I, I like, love that. I only like to talk about things that in that positive way mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna be like no on like with in terms of on like socials. movies or like on like i'm i've just like reached a point where i'm like why am i gonna be like <laughs> unless it's like bravo mm-hmm. but like i'm just gonna praise the shit out of your movie if i see it and i like it i love and that i genuinely felt called to action mm-hmm. as the people were with us i felt called to spread the word about julia roberts and Maharshala ali thwarting the apocalypse in an en masse situation. Work. Work. It had it all. It had it all. It had Ethan Hawke. It had Mahala. It had Kevin Bacon. All right. I mean, I'm intrigued. I'll check it out. You're going to like it. Okay. It serves. Um, But I, you know, I've just been like last week and speci- I've done two movie wrecks on, la- on my Instagram. Yeah. You've, you've become a regular Roger Zone of Ebert. interest. <laughs> but everything is five stars. It is. I'm the great sometimes defender. Sometimes I don't trust you because I feel like you watch TV that is a true question mark. If I'm going to go on a limb and I, I'm going to praise a movie, it's, I it's mean good. it. It's good. Okay. Yeah. I trust that. I wouldn't I go on that. and be like, I watched Wrath Strain on Prime Video that was made in <laughs> 2017 and has the guy from Rocky, the blonde German man. Wait, what did I think you watched recently? You were telling me about a movie, and I thought that you you watched a movie with, like, um, you were telling me about some random movie you watched and describing who was in it, and I thought you said that Adrian Grenier was in it. Oh, Adrian Brody. And you were like, because I was like, here he goes again, watching some random movie, like, firing up the TV and just choosing a random movie. It was this movie Mangrove or something. Yeah, and you were telling me about it and I heard, I was like, here we go. Adrian Grenier. And he goes, Adrian Brody, in my mind, I was like, he's literally sitting out here forcing his husband to watch like an Adrian Grenier mm. movie in their apartment. Like, Poor someone Simon. save this man. Yeah. We need to like extract him. Mm-hmm. And I was hearing you talk about, talk about it and you were like, yeah, and it was just like, it was bad. Like, I didn't really like it. I wanted to turn it off. And in my head, I'm like, no oh, yeah, like an Adrian Grenier joint is <laughs> made to turn off. Yeah. And then you were like, Adrian Brody. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, to be fair, though, Adrian Brody's been in some real stinkers since th- he won his Oscar. He really he's took, in, he re- is that bitch who won the Oscar and then just took a nosedive. Yeah. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor who just can't get it together. And he's so hot. He's one of the hottest men out there right now. I really don't understand what's going on with him. He was just so perfect in The Pianist. And I think it was like the role of his life. And then, I mean, he's on Succession. Yeah, he's good enough. So he's chic. I think I'll have like a, a moment again. But yeah, it wasn't doing it for me. And I, Jesse Eisenberg was in it. And 
I just the sorry to say Odessa Young. Good. I love her. Is that how you say her name? Odessa or Odaya? I don't know who that is. You've seen her. It sounds she was in Assassination Nation. Yeah, I haven't seen that, and I really would like it. I'll bet. Wait, want to know something crazy? Hmm. I read that. I read this crazy conspiracy <laughs> thread on X, formerly known as Twitter, mm-hmm. and it was basically this like QAnon type person saying that Euphoria was a psyop to introduce all the Gen Z stars of our time right now. Because if you think about it, Sydney, Jacob, Zendaya, Hunter. And it was, like, basically a psyop to, like, sell sex to, like, he had this, this person had this whole cockamamie idea. And then the idol was the Illuminati telling <laughs> Sam Levinson is that to, yeah. to stop and to humiliate him. And to, like, he said, like, you've done your task. Now go away. So you'll do the idol and humiliate yourself. That's an incredible take. And it also, was one of the most bonkers thing. I mean, it is crazy that Euphoria, like all the a biggest. 51, it's a 5150. It's a total 5150. But I was obsessed with the Euphoria to government psyop pipeline. I know. It's like, no, Euphoria. Everything is just so shitty that when one thing is good, everyone in that one good thing benefits. Yeah. Like if the world had seven amazing euphoria ass shows then there would be way more sexy actors Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is that all we have is jacob already most people and say it my hot take is is he really that good of an actor he's just he's just so unbelievably hot hot. you can't like and he's tall he's six five like he's just and he's australian like i'll accept his i'll accept him but i'm just saying you know what he could grow into like he could he could develop as an actor he's all we have i i do see him like having like a shockingly good performance in his like 30s do you know what I mean? I think he has some like sh- I think he has what it takes he's to a have star. a shockingly he's a star good performance in some way. Maybe is he a star? I don't know. I don't know. He's just so hot. Like Zendaya's a star. Yeah. Hunter Schaefer's a star. I think. Agree. Sydney is a star. Sydney is she's something really a great dramatic actress. Reality. Do you see it? Uh, no. Did you see it? Good movie. Was it good? Very Was she sc- good in it? Really good. Very tense. I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm intrigued. It's As a woman, list. you'll love it. Yeah. Okay. It's very about like That's women, women being gaslit by men. Okay, man. Standing, looking down at them. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Um, but comedy. I mean, Let's... that that movie. What oh. is it? Anyone but you. That. Is a psyop that, of some sort. We, I don't know what the we the, use the word is, psyop a lot in this in this pod, and just in general, I think everyone throws that word around too much. But there are psyops, and this is one. This is like how you want to know. That is up to that is up to no. <laughs> Something's good. going on. Something is deeply going on, and I don't trust it for a second. Was it like a write off or some like shady thing? I've seen that trailer now because I've been going to the movies because right now is like the only time of year that anything good is mm-hmm. out. And so I've been subjected to the Anyone But You trailer. Oh, at I least. haven't seen the new one. I've seen it like six times. I saw the weird like dailies. It is 
truly so bad. I've never seen two people with less chemistry in my life. The plot point is like, it's so such a thin premise that actually makes no sense and would never have like has no basis in real life. Like, no, it's like they're both in Australia for her sister's wedding and somehow his ex is at the wedding and then her parents brought her ex to the wedding to try and get her to like be with him and so both of them decide to like fake being with each other to like make her parents back off and make his ex jealous we need to move away from i think in general we need to move away from like let's pretend to be dating yeah i think that's never happened in life and i don't think no like maybe like momentarily to like thwart being date raped but like right but never but never like a full-blown and then it's like the set pieces i'm what is this okay i really have a bone to pick with this and i need to like send this to like a wider scale and truly like take hollywood to task for these sound types the of alarm things. girl i'm sounding the fucking alarm so they have this scene and this is something that i've seen in multiple movies that most recently the fucking lost city of z or whatever with sandra bullock and oh, channing tatum no. um talk about me seeing that movie one of the most horrible Daniel Radcliffe in it. truly a scourge on <laughs> the industry at large shocking that it made money like people were desperate and had like covid brain and that's why that movie did well is the only reason i'm truly convinced of but that movie and this movie anyone but you have these scenes in them where like bugs are on someone's butt like and this is a thing i'm noticing now where like rom-coms include some sort of like bug ass thing where it's like they're like on a hike or whatever and he's like permission to touch your ass and like she's like sure and then she puts her hand like in his shorts and she's like you have something in here and like pulls out a spider and it's like in that sandra bullock movie it was like they went into a river and then they came out and channing tatum had like cgi leeches on his butt and she had to pick them off but i'm like we don't we don't with the butt thing we don't need that did anyone ever think to be like we don't really need that. Like, that's not that funny. Like, no one is laughing at that. No. Who's, who is laughing at Who's being like, ah! <laughs> oh my Mother God. Who is, mo- like, do studio executives literally read it and, like, Mother God laugh to each other and get on the phone and say, this is the best. They get on the horn. never fucking believe They get on the scene. horn. Yes, they, they do. They get on the horn and they love. They live, laugh, love. But why? We don't need this. We don't need bugs on the butt in a rom-com. We just don't. I'm here to like, just if anyone was questioning, I feel like a lot of people are questioning and maybe many writers are struggling with this where someone told them like, I don't, we really need a scene. We really, really need a scene where maybe reach in his pants and there's a bug. That's, you know, these are not, this is not the writer. The writer problem. This is some, this is not this a writer is, problem. This is not a writer. They're writing good shit, I think, and then they're getting told, "Why'd you put a bug on the butt?" Okay, I think honestly, the writer should go back on strike with just the one. I I don't want that to happen, but I really think they should consider going back For on strike on and saying, 
We're not going to do any more bugs on the butt scene. And until all the studio executives agree, then they will, the strike will be over. They go, I don't know. I think we really need them. That strike lasts for like months. I don't know. They go, I don't, I don't know. The bugs, they play well. People love the bugs on the butt. What's you know, up with that? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, sis. That's what they say. Some bro said that. If it ain't broke, sis. I don't know, so I read many, many scripts. I read a hundred scripts a week, and uh, I'm uh, thinking that most of them could use a bugs on the butt. <laughs> I think they could really benefit from a set piece where someone finds a bug on a man's butt. That is what it. it they're like they want to see. A, they want to see a guy's situ- butt because it's like kind of gay, and it's like kind of like ooh, it's a guy. You know what I mean? It's like a straight guy showing his butt. It's like whoa. Late, I feel like it's like. Ladies will love this. Ladies will love to see a butt with a bug on it. But then you put a bug on it and it's comedy. Show me that. They say, say, show me that hole. I just really, really don't understand this trend. I also just need, before we get into the actual recap, I just need to like put this out there. What? This is somewhat related, but not related at all. Okay. I have spent a year trying to get through the first six episodes of The Morning Show, season one. (laughs) I'm, it's been a, Laura, it's been a full fucking year and I haven't finished six episodes. I get that. I'm literally just finished where the, they go and there's fires. You need to go to like AA, but for morning show addicts who are like, well, it's, it's okay. Le- it's it has, okay to let go. It's leading as the most critics choice nominees or something. They're like paying for that. No, but I'm like, this show is the biggest show of all time in some ways. And I'm trying really hard. I I just like I want to be part of it, the movement, just so I can know what you need. Like to go, you need to take up a hobby. You I, need to. <laughs> you but need, it's been. You need to like find community elsewhere. I have found community, but I'm still like. You don't. This is the thing. But this I'm is still. What I'm, I'm nurturing something that was just not. It's not gonna happen for me. I'm not gonna watch the morning show. With love and light. But I'm just trying. release it. But you I'm don't really, need to try. But I'm trying so hard to just like get through the first season. It. I'm not even kidding you. It's Do you think that it's going to get better for you? No, I think it's going to get progressively worse. I know it is. This is my alcoholic. This is addiction. This is addiction. This is the darkest side of addiction. This is my I've shadow. Seen. But it's like I know I'm not going to be fulfilled by this. Se- I'm not. What are be- you waiting to, for to happen? Nothing. But like, what are I'm you? Wa- wait- I'm waiting for it to become comfort. I'm waiting for it to become a show that I can just turn on and like disassociate to, which I everyone needs a show that they do that with. I'm sorry. Totally. I'm I'm but waiting. That's what the Kardashians. Is I called. know it's not going to happen with the morning show, and it's fine. I just I'm like, God damn it! I'm like sitting there. It has too many of like the you know what it is. It's like the Jen Aniston of it all. I think it's like you really you root for Jen and you root for Reese and you want them to give you what you need. But, like, you need to realize that you're a strong, independent gay man who doesn't have I to watch. It. You don't need to watch the morning show. It's very, ladies, am I right? And I'm certainly sitting there going, yes. I'm, like, I'm sitting there going, like, ooh. Like, when, when <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. you trying to, like, really get into, like, Bradley. Bradley James <laughs> getting fucked in an alleyway behind a pub in New York. I'm, like, ooh. Yes. Okay, that sounds kind of good. That was good. Is she was she at the insurrection? I think it's coming. They're That's, on everything. They're just trying to get up to the insurrection. I, I want to see the insurrection. 
I want to see, but I, but also I know what's coming is COVID, and I can't deal with that. They I talk about COVID on the morning. Oh, it's a huge. They, it, they, they take plot lines from our. This is it, why you need to get away. We don't need you going back into COVID. No, via the morning and I show. certainly am. Oh, like, I'm. I've I, officially as moved. I moved away. I'm begging you to stop. I moved away from COVID. The, you're on the. You're on the edge. I'm on the brink. You are on the fucking brink. But I'm like, it. The show. It's like. Here's the thing with the show, why it's so confounding. It's like, it should serve cunt. Oh, absolutely. And there are moments where, like, they... I can tell that, like... It wanted to. And I'm just, like, simply not gagged. It's a gagless show. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes I'm like... (laughs) Like, when I see, like, Karen Pittman walking out, who I love, that was in Yellowstone... You just have to learn to get gagged elsewhere. I go... To Billy Crudo. Karen Pittman, a.k.a. Miss Nia Wallace from... Yes. She's the most... She's the hardest... She's the hardest working actress out there. But I'm like, she serves, but then also she doesn't in this. No one... And it's like, what is going on? Give them gags. Let them gag, and they won't. Billy Crudo comes out being like a little cunt. You're not going to get it. You Mark have Duplass? To learn to, you have to learn to look elsewhere. Martin Short's in it? Like, everyone's in this fucking show. Juliana Margulies plays a lesbian, as we now know. I think you just have to, with love and light, look elsewhere. All right. Well, now I'm looking at this fucking show. I know. And it's... This, there are more... There I are more recently had to do this with Murder at the End of the World, where I said... I, I stopped watching. I said, with love and light, mm-hmm. you really tried... And with love and light, it's now time for me to take back my life and step away. And sometimes it you have to just do that. Mm. Sometimes you have to do that. I'm still in murder at the end of the world. Yeah. I understand what it wants to be doing. I like that it's cozy. It's really heeg. <laughs> it's heeg. I love Emma Corrin. Love them. I just, Good I'm, Marling, love I'm her. simply, I'm not gagged by it. Mm. I just love Harris Dickinson. Harrison. Yeah. We'll see. It is a we'll see. Well, some of us will see. Some of us will bow out. Sir, I bid you adieu. I, At least we still have the crown. <laughs> I don't watch that either. Oh, that was when I was like trying. It's Elizabeth Debicki, though. You got to watch her. It's for another time in my life. I'll okay. get to my okay. crown era. It, uh, that era is simply not now. Don't you want to see Kate Middleton make her debut in the crown? <laughs> Walking on the runway, her revenge show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's so bitchy that they're like, and Kate Middleton, and we're going to feature her when she was her least stylish and I know. most desperate. And then it's goodbye. The show is over. I know. That's a serve. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not here to talk about those shows. No, we're not. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Beverly Hills, Kate Middleton.
Kyle is hosting. So we're in the previous, the prior episode from the week before last. So like we're going to play a little catch up, but then we're going to get to the most recent episode. So Sutton's been coming for Kyle saying that something's something's off about her. Something's up. My theory is she's having severe gay panic over Kyle potentially being a lesbian and she's triggered and just going to war. Because I think Sutton has low-key latent les vibes. Just going to say. Latent life lesbian? Mm -hmm. Latent. Like simmering just beneath. It's got something, some kind of repression. I see Sutton's repression. I also see Sutton wanting to have like another divorce buddy. And you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the club, sis. Yeah. And being like, this is something else we can bond over. So, like, let's talk divorce. But then Kyle is going to have, if. She and Mo are getting divorced. Which we now know they are. are. It's just going to be in its own like weird way. I think Sutton, it goes, I'm not saying she's gay. I'm just, I'm, that was kind of a joke. But I do, there's just something else happening with this. She's too fixated. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. It's weird to be this fixated on someone else not drinking. Yeah. You, and I've experienced this. When you're, when you're upset that someone else has stopped drinking, you need to evaluate it's a, it's more it's just it's, it's a, more of a you problem. It's a, it's, it's always a, it's a full if you're you upset problem. that someone else isn't drinking that's 100% a you problem and not a them yeah, problem. Yeah, loop them out. If you begrudge someone for like doing good things for their life, that's a major red flag that you're encountering a you problem. And I think it extends to Garcelle a little. Definitely. I think, I think everyone who has anything to say about Kyle working out or quitting drinking is struggling with their own body issues and their own booze issues. And I think it is because Kyle has projected this image of like having this perfect life. I do. And I think, but I don't think that's her fault in, in such that like you should be like everyone is now, I think in these types of shows, which is unfortunate when one is like doing poorly, the others kind of swarm a little like they I think people like to see someone especially Kyle who's like been the OG mm-hmm. kind of cracking a little like the her she's had this sort of impenetrable wall I think and once there's a little crack I think people enjoy seeing that they can't help themselves I'm not saying it's because every woman is jealous of another woman I'm just saying it's like human shouldn fraud yeah you know and I think I think Sutton is very unhappy with her life and she's 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 jumping at the chance. She did it a little with Erica. Like she she stuck she sticks her nose a lot in other people's business. And I think it has something to do with like boredom and also she it's like her way of getting power is to be nosy and like have dirt. Well, Sutton also as much as she is like uh an independent woman now she still isn't because she's dependent on child support and alimony payments. So, and we'll see in this episode that it's the dependency goes like far farther beyond than I even thought it did. Yeah, and I think it's like it's all fun and games, and I'm I'm a big fan of divorce him and take me him too, for everything it's worth. One hundred percent, like style of being, but. 
in situations like the one she's in, you're still under this person's thumb and you're still having to like fight for that money. Mm-hmm. And that means you're not that independent and like that's got to be tough to reckon with dun 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 question what do you think about me i buy my own diamonds and i buy my own <laughs> ring um ladies it ain't easy being independent yeah so she um she's coming for kyle's ass it's coming for kyle and kyle is decided to have a weed dinner because she's like everyone's so mad that i don't drink and now i just want to like smoke some weed or like have a weed dinner and then maybe they'll shut the fuck up about me not drinking so she's still like doing edibles and stuff yeah i guess so she just doesn't do she just doesn't drink but partakes in some thc every once in a while she's like i'm feeling some major peer pressure from my friends so i'm gonna shut them up with a thc infused four course meal or whatever five course meal and my thing with this meal is like it doesn't look good a the food looked bad and b it's not like they're cooking with like thc infused ingredients they're literally just putting like thc oil on top of a already cooked dish i thought it was like in the butter or like in the grease or you know what i mean like i didn't know yeah. it was like like it's infused and as part of the yeah. flavor profile they're literally dr- doing droppers of thc i was like, like so I what is that yeah that. um she's facetiming with morgan before the show morgan talks morgan talks like that woman who voiced patty mayonnaise that was in orange is the new black you know that woman with that voice she's mm-hmm. like the the yoga teacher who like Hit someone with she a car. She Patty Mayonnaise? Yeah. Oh, my God. What's her name? Oh, yeah. She's also in The Curse, I think. She's an incredible actress. Wow. Yeah. She's a sleigh. Morgan is not what I thought she would be. No. Constance Shulman. Wow. Morgan's like... I guess I was expecting... Oh, yeah. She plays Emma's mom in The yeah. Curse. Yeah. I was expecting, like, more of a G-flip energy. No, she's like kind of high-pitched Southern girl. And she's very vulnerable, so it seems. Did you... My friend, um, friend of the pod, Joan Summers, who hosts Eating for Free, who's so fucking funny, um, she sent me lyrics from one of her songs that was like, us at the Chateau, no one can see us together because you're married and you're on a show and I'm snorting pills off your body, you know what I mean? And like, she's clearly talking about Ms. Richards. Ms. Richards, it seems. Wow. But yeah, she's she is like, she's sweet and like kind of shy almost. I know, she's much shyer than I thought. Kyle's actually more dom than she is. Well, Kyle's also older than her. No, I know, but she's, I thought Kyle would be sort of the like. Did you watch the episode where they like got tattoos together? Yeah. Kyle is g- simply a giddy schoolgirl around her new love. They're in love. They have to be, right? Something's up. I mean, it's like, if it's not, like, if they're not together, they're it's like a, it's I don't a know. fierce, fabulous friendship. It's a little fried green tomatoes. If if it's not full out, Les. It's something. But there's something there. It's undeniable. And I think... You're talking before a show. You're FaceTiming before, like, a show. Yeah, she's like, good luck with your That's show. That's like, you call Simon before a show. Yeah. And, like... It's, you know, and now Kathy, you know, Kathy got a tattoo with them. 
She did. She had them over to her house, and they all had they got tattoos together. What were their tattoos? I forgot, but. Kathy is like all about Morgan and Kyle. Kathy tattoos the F slur on her. <laughs> <laughs> but Kat, like, I think Kyle and Kim like love, or Kathy and Kim love Morgan. Okay, I love this twist. And I can't well, tell. Morgan could be the person that brings them all together. Well, they are. I mean, they're friends again, Kyle and. But I, I think, need I think more Mo, info. I do believe Mo was a very divisive force, low key. I think he was part of, I think he did not help with the Kyle estrangement. Mm-hmm. And that could be because they're jealous. I don't know what the deal is. Like, they were just like, but there is something shady. I think they maybe didn't like Mo for Kyle. I just love the new Kyle. I love seeing her be healthy. Like, I, Skinny I'm i is- really inspired by Kyle Richards. She's I'm going to say that. She's also not on Ozempic. No, I think that she's just running everywhere. No, I know. That's what I'm like. We all, everyone like very like came for her so much about it. And I just, it's like people can't accept that when you don't drink, you lose weight. People can't accept that if you exercise strength train to the point of like you, if you do strength training and you exist on a high protein caloric deficit you lose weight and you get shredded. And that's just math. And you don't drink. That's bodily math. People are... We've so all have medieval unless, brain. And honestly, and I get it. I've also been there where I'm like, that's the most assured way. Like, and if you're doing those things and not losing weight, then you have like a hormonal issue and you can take care of that and then you will lose weight. But like, that is just like scientifically, yeah. people are really lazy and people again this is a huge thing when you're really mad at someone for losing weight you're actually mad at yourself period 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 fucking faye resnick i love her the queen arrives dinner party from hell pot trace pot trois we all need a friend like faye resnick faye just interjecting during this dinner that's a little weird i think that's weird Faye coming in defending her her lesbian bestie. A friend who, like, (laughs) is not necessarily going to fight tooth and nail to be on the show that you're on. But, like, comes around and, like, is a supportive queen. And then offline, you're also, like, best friends is the best case scenario. Faye, in theory, is, like, the ultimate real housewife. Mm -hmm. But she's 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 so much of a real housewife that she isn't a real housewife. Which That's is the we- true sign of a true real housewife. Never forget. Ooh, is this what you do? <laughs> um, and then Anne Marie Wiley enters, who's the newest lady with a diamond. Kyle's neighbor. Married to an, a former NFL, Marcellus Wiley. They had a big old house party or like a neighborhood gathering. And then Kyle met Anne Marie and... They, they became fast friends, and I love her. Her energy is great. I like her. She's an anesthesiologist, or and she's or nurse anesthetist. She's just putting people down. She's really smart, really driven. She works out seven times a week. She's just like rich and fabulous. She's five nine and one hundred sixty pounds of just raw fucking muscle. She's jacked as shit, and she likes to win. And I'm I'm into her. Me too. Um, fucking Cynthia Bailey comes. The most, one of the most beautiful women ever. That was a really like. Why didn't they like 
They said Sutton's friend, I Cynthia. Was, I was offended by that. Me too. I was like, excuse me. Because then I started to feel gaslit and I was like, that is Cynthia Bailey, right? Yes! And then I, I was like, maybe it wasn't. Why didn't they say like... I left the dinner being like, oh, that was just some her friend No, Cynthia. that was Cynthia Bailey. She's like an <laughs> I undeniable... I, I watched like the ultimate girl. No, I know. The... She's incredible. And she... they. I know she's close with Kyle too. It was just a weird way it was weird. to like... Get I've also her met her and she's like beyond stunning in person. Yeah, she's a supermodel. Yeah. So she comes with Sutton. Sutton's on the... T- she's on the... She's on... She's punched in. P.I. Mm-hmm. Sutton put her little mirror jacket on and said, I'm marching myself down to this dinner. Come on, Cynthia. Come on, my friend, Cynthia Bailey. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Denise and Camille show up together, which I was like, double, double toil and trouble. I know. Camille always has to be at a dinner party from hell. Remember Camille Camille's just so saving? demure and just like such a demure little kitty cat. She's also like a terrible person. <laughs> I love her. She's like the kind of chaos that she's Charles. I'll always like respect and appreciate. Like, and she's just so like. I mean, she's never such a little slinky vixen. Never forgets her coming in penultimate episode of one of the seasons, saving the whole season by starting a fight for no reason, and then and then brought so much drama in for the following season. Do you remember that when they were at that weird restaurant in the Beverly Center, and she just fucking like tore at the dinner table and like either the finale episode or the second to last episode, and the entire season changed in like one episode. Yeah, she's a, she's a must have at any event. They come out of the car and Denise goes, "Should we go? Should we go in and out?" Sure, sure, Denise is toasted, hammered. She's fucking tequila drunk. Everyone says that she's on drugs in this episode, and I act. Brandy Glanville tweeted something that was actually a good point. And she was like, <laughs> "She goes, like, she said, I don't think like we all know Denise, or like anyone who knows Denise knows she doesn't do drugs. She's just like tequila drunk, she's fucking drunk." But she said, "Go drugs instead of do drugs." She tried. Brandy's. <laughs> I feel like every time denise richards pops up on brandy's screen brandy's literally like yeah horned up that's her she's like in a tweet like her pussy tastes like pepsi cola Mm -hmm. crystal doesn't like Anne marie i like that i like when people just don't like people she goes Anne marie talks a lot and asks a lot of questions that bitch is nosy (laughs) well maybe you need to answer some questions and earn your key in the show because you're really you see your. You are not earning the paycheck this season. You see Anne Marie stepping in, and you know. You know that you're on the chopping block, and rightly so. I had to say, Alison Dubois was right. She was 100 percent correct. The kids get bigger. You'll have nothing left in common. I, I mean, got chills at that flashback because I was like, "This bitch always knew," and Kyle knew too. She knew. Kyle's always known deep down in her little lesbian bones. <laughs> That it was not gonna and pan out. Kim always hated Maurice. She did. She was Maurice. <laughs> I think she didn't like Mauricio because they stole her goddamn house. Well, yeah, they stole the goddamn house. But maybe I'm giving her too much credit. Probably as a good sister, but maybe she also knew that he was like treating her sister poorly. But who knows? I don't think Kim. <laughs> I just don't TBD see what she knew. And I don't. Didn't yeah, know. I don't think she was. But really... she knew that she didn't like Maurice. Denise sounds like a drunk, like, barfly and like she's a South give, Jersey She's reminding tavern. me of my uh, first stepmom a lot. Angie? Yeah. Oh, should we bleep that? No, I don't care. Yeah. I don't Is think that she's... how she sounded? Well, yeah. I mean, a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> a drunk pretty lady is a very... It, it always sounds the same. I thought Denise slayed. And I want her more. She needs to be in back Denise on the show. Denise did a full pink look. And a leather dress. She also looks like someone, like, tried to kill her by smothering her with a pillow before <laughs> plying her with alcohol and throwing her in an Escalade and saying, off to Encino you go. Her hair is so mussed up. She came in and Garcelle goes, oh. oh. And then she goes, what's up? What's up about? What's up? I don't do weed. 
Garcelle's O's are on fire this episode. This whole dinner. Oh. Oh. She, no one, she's like, just do that. And she serves in one O more than like Crystal served. Crystal, take notes. Take notes. All you have to do is go, oh. Oh. Mm. Most, all these women should take a note. Yeah. Oh. That was a great lesson in doing the least, but doing it well enough that it seems like more of an effort. What's so? What's so about? She goes, this is a weed dinner? She goes, I don't want to smoke weed. I've smoked weed twice in my life. I won't tell you with who. I was like, not the wink. Who, Charlie Sheen? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think she probably was privy to more than just weed being smoked. Maybe tried a few things once. There's no harm in that. Seeing what you like and what you don't smack. like. But like, I like a I like a woman that just knows she likes to drink tequila. Yeah, she's a good woman. She's a good old lady from Illinois. She's a good old fashioned young Denise. <laughs> just a good old fashioned tequila. Drink. I will say, even in her like bl- her like blown to smithereens brain. She had moments in this episode where I was like, that's Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. When she went, let me be very clear, raising one eyebrow. I was like, ooh. Sutton, before dinner, <sighs> takes Kyle aside. This is She explains why she's been off. Yeah. Because Kyle's like, you were off your fucking rocker when you named him, named him. When you played the name him game. And uh, she goes, I don't why. know what that's about. And Sutton's like, well, I got information from my husband that he's moving to london ex-husband that he is moving to london and then he said that maybe my son will go with him and then i thought will my son go with him and i realized my son will not go with him but that means i'm gonna need more child support and then kyle's reaction is incredible she's like so you're sad because you're gonna get more money and she's like, which is such like a Kyle, because Kyle would know like yeah. why she's yeah. mad, but I love putting it that way. Yeah. Because it's an extra little twist the knife. And Sutton's like, well, no, I have to, that means I now have to go to court and deal with him. So I'm blah, blah, blah. I mean, I believe. Sutton believes this is very hard. Well, I believe it is hard for her. I believe if she had, I think like, I think that not a lot of people speak on this element and i would love to see more of this spoken about on housewives but like an acrimonious divorce is hell can get so abusive in legal proceedings and like putting someone through like legal hell and just like wrapping them up in every detail and i do believe that's like a form of abuse it is and but it's legitimized abuse yeah, I mean, it's like people wouldn't think of it like that off no, the top of not. their I'm heads. I'm saying it's not right to be, but it's it's it, it gets legitimized by like legality, or it just is like part. It's yeah. like part and parcel. It's fucked up. I mean, look at of, Bethany. Like, a divorce, but like that is really traumatic for people, and I believe that Sutton is deeply affected by having to like go through this process with someone well not only go through her husband demanded that she move to london that's the thing that was so and kyle goes just tell him to fuck off yeah so he's basically she's saying like my ex-husband still like owns my life and i get i'm like that's traumatic but i think that's not what's going on here 
No, I mean, I don't think that that's why. She named them. But maybe she is like, can't compartmentalize. So then that stuff becomes her freaking out about like Erica Jane popping her pussy in the Magic Mike show floor. She goes, my husband has a bigger team than I am. He's powerfully, he's powerful globally. He's, and she goes, and I'm not, I'm not just talking selling houses. I was like, damn. And meanwhile, back, Denise <laughs> starts babbling away at the dinner table and she says something to Erica and she goes, you know what I'm talking about. Wasn't this after they all sat down? Yeah, they're all sit back at the dinner table. Oh, well, so Sutton and Kyle argue and then everyone has sat everyone's getting seated and like waiting for them to come and then crystal camille sits down and she's like oh Faye is seated right across from me and then Faye gets up goes to like the organizer of the dinner Mm -hmm. seating chart and she was like i don't want anything to do with that woman and i'm not sitting down there so they put her at the other end of the table which which i just love if you were called the morally corrupt yeah, and I just love like an old grudge, like old Beverly Hills, thirteen-year-old grudge, like Beverly Hills grudges of like I don't want anything to do with that yeah. woman. Incredible. Yeah. So everyone's waiting, waiting. Crystal goes to like interject. The producers are like, "You need to say one word, or else you're going to be let go literally tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like your name will not appear on the call sheet anymore." So Crystal's yeah. like, "Okay, fine. I'll like go talk to Sutton and Kyle." So she goes in to like intervene on their little argument and then Kyle's flustered and walks away and then Sutton goes and sits down at the table and everyone's like, where is our host? Like, what's going on? Where's our hostess? And Sutton goes, probably in denial about something. And I was like, this is where I was like, gay panic. Oh, I just thought it was like divorce denial. Uh, there's some going on. It's I'm not like she's a little too fixed. She, I think the undercurrent here is that Kyle's fucking Morgan. That's what I feel. Yeah, I think it's that Kyle is is planning on getting. It's Kyle is having marital problems. She's getting a separation. She's also fucking Morgan. Like I think in the press, all of these things are being said. And then Kyle is just kind of lightly alluding to it. So it seems like producers are probably being like, someone needs to say something to Kyle. And you're kind of like the closest person that would really do that. Like Dorit has like soft shoot it with her, but they're like, okay, Sutton and Kyle are having like coming head to head. So like Sutton needs to say something, but Sutton can't actually just say Mm -hmm what what's going on i see that you're out not wearing your wedding ring. are you getting divorced or are you like getting separated and are you with this other woman and so instead it just was like what's really going on you're wearing a ring that i don't recognize what's that about like and no one will actually just be very clear about what the problem is yeah and kyle like all this shit goes down like the ring gets brought up and then kyle's like my ring is at the bank like in a vault that was chic. That was really chic. And then Garcelle goes, I just assumed you was a makeup band. And they're like, what's a makeup band? She goes, I got one. My husband gave me one. It's to make up for when he cheated on me. And then Camille goes, I got cars. I got a car every time. God love her. She was, he did something. And then I got an Aston Martin. I was yeah. like, ah. And then 
Garcelle goes, is that what Mauricio did for you? And then Erica goes, whoa, 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 let's not do that. <laughs> and then Faye goes, that's weird. That's weird. This is all getting weird. And Kyle goes, I don't ask you guys where you got your jewelry. Like, oh, Garcelle, where'd you get your necklace? And Garcelle goes, Zara. <laughs> Loved. And Erica goes, oh, hell, I didn't wear my ring for years. EJ, Miss Georgia. <laughs> I love, I love EJ Global Wing, and no one, yeah. everyone knows what was going on with you and your bat husband. Out of nowhere, Denise goes, "What's going on?" <laughs> How many margaritas did Denise have before she, this? Like Casamigos five? on the rocks. Yeah, Kyle basically is like. Sutton, you want to know why I'm not drinking? She goes, because when I drink, I get hungover in the morning and I feel very depressed and low about myself. And I can't afford to be depressed right now with everything going on in my life. But this is the thing that I'm like, Kyle, just say what's going on in your life to shut everyone up. Like if she was just like, yeah. we're going through a hard time. But, we're but gonna she's not used to this because she's the she's the queen bee. And she's been like this kind of there's been this a wall up i think with kyle over the last 15 years she's been on the show Do you yeah know what i mean and i think she's just not used to being i think the kathy thing was like the beginning of the crack do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think when it comes to like with kim with you know kyle is at her most fragile when it has to do with her family or her husband which makes sense <laughs> it's just weird to me to like be like your not drinking you're working out like something's something's really wrong it's like maybe something's kind of right for the first time ever it's bizarre and she and then like for sutton to put it that way as like bring question around those behavioral yeah changes that is strange and then kyle's like why are you talking about me like working out like you literally don't eat and you mm. drink a lot she goes i told you it's because my esophagus is small so what you mean i don't eat i eat all the time she goes no you push your food from one side of the plate to another and i was like i've seen sutton's legs and kyle's when you're right you're right and i love like this is the kind of shit that i live for is like pointing this kind of thing out yeah i mean it was like it's like a low it's pretty but not that low if you're gonna come but if you're putting no i'm saying yeah if you're if you're doing it like don't cry when it gets brought back to you because also she said kyle she accused kyle of being of like starving herself so like honey Miss Nobbinese. Something goes. Chicken legs. I told you I have something wrong with my esophagus. It's very small. I have an incredibly small esophagus. She's so skinny. Her even her esophagus is small. I was reading um some other like the vulture writer who recapped this episode was talking about the small esophagus. I don't know if he oh. does it still, but. Whoever it does it uh, was talking about the small esophagus of it all, yeah, and that that is a real thing, um, having like a constriction, yeah. But that it is also a symptom of alcohol, really consumption, yeah. Whoa. Well, I believe in Sutton. Sutton's giving like Southern Gothic. No, I'm I'm Tennessee into it. Williams. Yeah, she's like a she's it's like Faulkner. It's like she's this like as I lay dying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Denise is like, I'm going to take this opportunity to 
right, right my wrongs. So Erica she goes, goes, the the conversation lulls, and then EJ goes, well, Denise, how does it feel to be back here in the group? No, Dorit says that. She goes, um, Denise. Which I'm like, you little shit stir. Mm-hmm. She goes, how does it feel? Did you miss us? Did you miss being part of something? And now that you're all alone out in Malibu? And she goes, I did miss you guys. She goes, except I, I have something to say to you. And she points and Erica goes, what? What is it? What is it? And she goes, I want to know why you came. F- why you, when we first met, you were so kind and so sweet to me. And then what happened? You started attacking me. I was like, I don't remember that. Well, she, okay, I did remember EJ kissed her ass so hard in the beginning because she was who she was. Yeah. But then I, I do, I do think it was like maybe in tandem with like Rena. I think she was like in her head. Rena wasn't there, so like Erica's the closest thing to Rena, and Rena really went for Denise. Oh yeah. So I think maybe she was like Rena just torched their yeah, friendship, and I think that's what she meant. I, I understood, and and then when everyone was kind of like. Denise, what are you talking about? No one came. And I'm like, you guys are gaslighting her a little because you all were like, you and Teddy Mellencamp, you were all banging the lesbian drum with Denise and like terrorizing her over her like sex life. They were. And they were. So like the fact that everyone's sitting at the table being like, Denise, what are you talking about? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, try to tell us what you mean. I was like, wait, guys, do we not forget that the reason that she's not on the show anymore is because you ran her out of town with pitchforks? For, like, scissoring brandy? Yeah, but I don't think that EJ particularly did that. No, but I think she sees EJ as, like, Rena because of their how close they are. I think Erica loves to, to like, absolve herself and, like, never takes blame for anything. So I, I think she played it really dumb. She could have maybe been like, this woman is absolutely blottoed. And she's trying to say, I was associated with someone. And I didn't stop her. That's what I... I saw it as like... I Eric, Denise being like, I thought we were cool. And then you didn't stop your friend from like taking me down. Yeah. Why? What's the deal with that? I thought we were friends. I think that's what she... But she was so drunk she couldn't articulate it. And then everyone else kind of like chimed in a little. Because it was kind of fun to gaslight her. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even put that together. I was just like, God, this drunk lady's just got an idea and then is running with no, it. No, I think I think it was partly that, but I think there was something that she was trying to articulate and she just couldn't because she was so drunk. But I think she was trying to say, like, where were all of you when I needed friends during my, like, Scarlet Letter moment? But then she was also, like, lying about she the was. thing. And then later in the episode, she blames it on Erica talking about three. Like, she brings it back to that that weird thing. That was bullshit. And so then I was like, okay, like, this is not. I think. It's just, I love seeing her on the show because she's so not meant to be in this world at all. But she is. But she, yeah, she is by way of. Fame. Well, no, she's so, she isn't meant to be in this world because. She's an actress. Yeah, and she also just, like, does not have the, like, chops for navigating the rules of reality television. 
like she exists in kind of like rules of Hollywood yeah. where you do things and people don't like really question them or you can like yeah. brush them under the rug yeah. or like manipulate people or whatever to like not have your dirty laundry aired. And then on a show like this, it's like, no, all your dirty laundry is going to get aired and like there are no alliances. Yeah. And so, but then she is essential to a show like this because of her yeah. inability to like understand how to play the game. Sutton lights up a junt, a joint suddenly. A junt. A junt. And Denise goes, whoa. <laughs> but I love Denise going, Erica going, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you explain? And she goes, watch the show. Watch the show. You rewind, rewind it and watch the show. And then you come back and talk to me. And tell me. I was like, lady. Lady. She's like an old village drunk. Yeah. But it just like gets a bone to pick. And then thinks it's a good idea in the moment. Like, I think that she thinks that there is something wrong. And that she needs to like confront Erica about. But then it was just like, I'm so drunk that I just thought this. And I actually like don't know where that thought came from. And she's out of her depth with Erica. Well, she's out of her depth with everyone because she's not ever going to be honest. No. Like, she's not, she didn't, she came with rules in her own head that's like, I'm not going to talk about me and Brandy. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk about me and Aaron. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to talk about sex in front of my kids. And those are like, n- just rules that she made up but don't like fit the narrative of the show yeah and i was also like honey too late <laughs> i know i'm like babe like their dad is that's okay but you're they're the father of your children is charles sheen so i think they've been i think they know about they know a thing hearing or two. ej go there's two vaginas and one dick at like a backyard yeah. dinner party it's not that big of a deal so uh, just her freaking out about that kind of stuff is like it's never it's only gonna work like you really can only come for someone if you are willing to have nothing to hide denise also tells (laughs) denise tells dorit that sutton is a dumb c-word she goes she's a dumb cunt and then dorit goes denise i think your coat's on upside down because it's fully on upside down. Oh, so well, Denise leaves the table then. Yeah, and is like I and like gets up, and then that's when she puts her little coat on upside down, and then Dorit tries to like kindly assist her with it, uh, and she goes, "I don't know exactly what you're doing. Stop it." She goes, "Is your coat on upside down?" And Dorit goes, <laughs> going, "No, I don't think it is." And she goes, "Don't do this." Don't do this. Don't do this. And she goes, do what? I'm, I just want you to put... And she goes, I... Stop it. Stop it. And then Kyle is like, let's get you in a matte black Escalade. Let's put you in a car and send you on home. Go back to Malibu with farm, big pharma enemy number one. Do mm-hmm. Dirty John. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love Denise coming out of the woodwork. And I hope that she continues to be in the fold. She- she should be a good friend of. She'd be a good friend of. She can. But the thing about Beverly Hills too is like they don't. They n- rarely 
actually say what they mean when they confront each other. More than any show. More than any other show. And that's what makes it so frustrating. It's like any other show would be like, you're separated from your husband. You're not wearing your ring. Yeah. And everyone says that you're yeah. a lesbian now. Like, what's the deal? And then this, they go, something's just off. I don't know what it is. And like, Denise is like, you used to be cool, but then we're not. And it's like, no one can actually say exactly what they mean. Don't do this. Not like this. No. Remember the Matrix when the blonde woman with the platinum hair is about to get killed and she goes, not like this. They unplug her and then she dies. Switch or whatever. I don't remember. Is it the first one? Yeah. When Anyway. I need to remember. Dorit tells Kyle that Sutton told her that she's said that Kyle is in denial. And Kyle immediately turns around and goes, oh, Sutton, now you're saying I'm in denial? You can't come for sober Kyle. And she goes, I just want to know what's going on in your household. She goes, what do you care about my household? She goes, what are you talking about, my household? <laughs> and then she goes, and by the way, Kyle, my esophageal disorder is nothing to make fun of. My esophagus is so tiny, 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 it's tight. It's the a, smallest little esophagus you've ever seen. It's You should see an x-ray. The doctor said it was the smallest one he'd ever seen. He'd never seen an esophagus so teeny tiny, so thin, so dainty. My esophagus is dainty and tight. Her and her, like, thin esophagus valor. She goes, Kyle, you've already broken ties with two of your sisters and lost them. Do you really want to lose a third? That was so mean. Yeah, I was like, you're a bitch for that. And then then Erica kind of swoops in because she's like, Sutton is basically, she's forged a friendship with Kathy in the midst of all this. And she kind of, let Kathy railroad Kyle like at the reunion didn't like intervene even though she knew what had happened and Erica says that like n- all the women go silent at the mention of Kathy because Kathy gatekeeps Beverly Hills and she really is like she's not just delusional like she kind of is the grand dame of like Hollywood in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like her part you know we were just talking about it so you're either in or you're out with Kathy and then Sutton says well, yeah, I mean, Kathy did call me after the last reunion. I bet and she did. she screamed at me for a long time. And then I understood exactly what Kyle goes through but all now the time. She, but now she wants to be like... But now she wants to go to the party, so she'll play nice. But Erica's... She's so not Team Kathy, which I kind of... I respect I was like, that. you're a real one for this. She was, I've always been an outsider, and I don't give a fuck, so it's fine. And she goes in and she sits with Kyle, and I, I did feel like that moment was genuine. I didn't think it was just Erica, like... See, this makes me miss Rinna so much, because I needed, like, the Rinna EJ <sighs> Global so Alliance. Going, Erica... Denise, what? Like, do you understand Denise? how much Rinna would have just pushed Denise's buttons yeah, Denise, in this What's going on over there, Denise? And also talking about addiction and drinking, Rinna would have a lot to say about that. Why? I'm so angry at everyone that turned on her. Also, Erica, we cut to her saying what Kathy said in Aspen. She goes, she called the DJ an old faggot. <laughs> and then Kathy, no, no. I never in my life. Everyone who knows me it. knows I would never use that line. And then she goes, yeah, you said it. And I'm like, I believe you forever. Oh, I, I will. I will always believe Erica that she called the dj and aspen a dirty old faggot 
100%. There's no question in my mind. There never has been about the Aspen story. Yeah. Never. Never. Never once did Kathy I think that they were lying. Monster. Kathy is a monstrous, monstrous person. Sorry. If, if but Kathy, invite me to your party. I think if Kathy does not get her way, there will be hell to pay. But I would love to go to one of her parties. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go. Then we cut to to be continued. Or no, that was this what? is this is this was in the second episode. Yeah, Kyle's like, I need everyone to leave. And then she kind of ushers everyone out and then like sadly clops her little platform silver Calls heels. Morgan. Uh, yeah, FaceTimes Morgan. Fingers. And they just kind of like <laughs> furiously rub their clits together on FaceTime. God, I, that's what she, I'm like, this. That's this, good for her. Good for her. Like, she's sober. She wants to go to bed. And like, I, there is nothing that makes more sense than if you don't wake up ho- hungover, your life is infinitely better. Like, I just don't, what don't you understand? No, it's amazing. I'm, I'm also like, so Sutton says that she doesn't want any THC on her food but then she takes the that was jarring that really was, <laughs> was like, love, god damn someone goes inside <laughs> she goes it's perfectly legal i checked it's very legal and then i was also like damn if i was in the, about to have like a, ch- a custody child support i'd be oh, like i would not yeah. be smoking i'd be like honey clamp it down save it for your gay assistant not to be like Sutton's also, but she's giving this season. Oh, I, I, I think her presence is necessary. She's a troublemaker. Yeah, she's wild. She's unpredictable. She's hilarious at times. She has glamour. I'm We're not getting like, like lots of horse yeah. content, and like we got a great like Jennifer Tilly moment. She's so a skinny I'm esophagus. We're into it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying she's also like deeply unwell. Oh, 100. Um, Dorit, we cut to Casa Kims Kimsley. <laughs> Yeah, is that he's there? Dorit Kemsley? Mm-hmm. She's with her little kitties, and Phoenix is in, like, a Wednesday Adams phase, and she has a fake thing, like the hand, which I was like, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to happy, sober, muscled-out Kyle leaving the house to go on a little run. She's running, running, running. She's Sarah Connor. She's running through Encino over to Anne-Marie's house. And her confessional look was positively Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. The Pilgrim Collar, the Sheer. I, I was obsessed with it. Unfortunately, the pickleball pandemic continues. Yeah, I'm not. Kyle goes, God, this is my favorite workout. And she and Anne Marie play pickleball while Denise, Crystal, Garcelle, and Sutton go to lunch somewhere. Laura and I, we were deeply unsafe we were i felt i can really only un- assume that it's in like a corner of the valley i <laughs> do not wish to ever encounter it was like a sports bar it was also very close to like hallmark media offices oh i know exactly where that is where is it it's like on ventura i think is it in studio city yeah i think so correct me if i'm like, wrong i, I think- love i love the valley me too but there are certain parts of it where you're like god this is so fucking ugly like get me out of here and this was one of those parts well i think it was they probably were like god damn it we- denise is coming we need more room to film and they're like we need because we have an extra person now so we got to find this fucking sports bar on ventura boulevard it was bizarre it was a weird choice but Anne marie also talks about her childhood she 
she's been gymming it up since middle school. Yeah. She's like, I used to go to school in the morning in high school at like 6 a.m. and just work out. Do squats. I was like, God. I love it that someone, what is it, at the dinner, they're like, who asked how much everyone weighs at dinner? No, she just volunteered that info. Oh, no, because someone was asking a lot of questions. They were like, oh, so you're new. Like, where are you from? How much do you weigh? How tall are you? And she was like, 5'9", 160. And I was like, holy shit. She's like fucking jack. Pure muscle. All muscle. Yeah. I I like her. Me I think too. she's I like her and Kyle's friendship. I think they're like I like it. And Emery was sort of de- trying to defend Kyle at dinner, which I was she like wasn't afraid to be like what the fuck is going on here. She knows where her bread is better. Yeah. So she and Kyle have a laugh about Sutton's teensy little esophagus. Mm-hmm. And Anne-Marie is basically like, I've never heard of like a small esophagus. Like She's like, I do this every day when I put people to sleep. I basically shove an air tube down their fucking gullets. And she goes, I this is my bread and butter. And I don't know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um I want to I think a teeny Sutton's teeny esophagus should be like a cartoon. It should be. Do, do, it's do, like do, schoolhouse do, rock. Do, do, do. Yeah. I'm just a build. <laughs> Dorit and PK have a argument about homeschooling their kids for the rest of their Well, first, lives. but back at the pub at the sports bar, Garcelle jokes that Sutton's going to have to have her foot amputated. Because <laughs> she she I was reading about butt. neuropathy. Oh, because that's something that Kyle brought up, too, which is like, I don't know if it's like she's taking her little leg pills and then drinking on them or whatever and which is another her foot such pills. a Kyle dig not even say. her leg pills her little foot pills her foot pills and then having too much to drink or what and then Garcelle took to Wikipedia to look up neuropathy and she goes I was reading about it and it said online that some people's get so bad they have to have amputations <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I was imagining says, why are you telling her this I know don't tell Sutton this she'll like do it uh, yeah, so P- PK and Dorit are talking about homeschooling the kids because it makes Dorit feel safer that they're always in the house instead of because of the home invasion. Yeah. Which I'm like, and PK's like, no, I want them to be around other kids and socialize. It's important for me. And then Dorit's like, well, he's never around. So then he likes to come around and say what he thinks is right. But really, I'm the one that's here all the time. When I first saw the scene, I was like, let the kids be homeschooled to the gods. But then... The more I thought about it, I was like, well, can they even fucking afford, like, homeschool for we the don't... rest, for the entirety of their, like... It's, we, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not a parent, but I, obviously, but, like, I'm, put the kids in school. Yeah. Sorry. Homeschooled kids are weird. Sorry, everyone knows that. You even know it if you were homeschooled, you're like, I'm fucking weird. Just like a Your kid bat. can be weird, but at least around other kids. Yeah. Which is good. Sorry. It's good to I'm, just like. I'm going to get some DMs saying, right now. <laughs> Send them. Send them. Send them. Name them. Send them. Send them. Send me straight to hell. Send them. Rotten hell. Rotten hell. I miss her. I know. I got to be quite honest with you. Uh, so, Erica, I wrote Eric. Erica, Eric goes to Rocco's with Mickey. Lance Bass's bar, which I need to just say one more time. <laughs> you cannot mention Rocco's well, on Laura. It was jarring without Carrie. Go ahead. No, name I'm em. not going to. No, name him. 
Lance Bass, I'll just never forget seeing snipers on the roof of Rocco's WeHo while I was at a BLM protest. It's pretty wild shit. Mm-hmm. Just the National Guard up on Rocco's WeHo while a bunch of gays are just like in the bar. Yeah. Craziest thing I've ever seen. So EJ and Mikey have a business meeting, a business dinner at Rocco's. And she goes, God, I just, I want to get back in the scene. She goes, I only feel present when I'm performing. I'm only present. I only know what's going on if I'm on stage. And the producer goes, you're, tell- you're only present when you're performing. Truly yes. I'm doing sex. Sex, but but good sex, not bad sex. She goes, and I love Vegas. She goes, I've always wanted to live there at some point. When I was 10 years old, I thought, what is this place? What is this sin city that's always open with seafood and surf and turf? Lobster tails, crab legs, showgirls, gambling. I love it. I was like, Jesus Christ, lady. If you get the itch for Vegas, though, like some people have that Vegas itch and it just is like really does it for them. I'd say with love and light, go to Vegas. Not to live there, but I've had my 48 hour Vegas itch. Yeah, I've just never been like, I'm, I've always been like, what is this place? Like, it's kind of cool, but I've never been like glamored by it. I mean, if it, doing what you do as a tourist, it gets a little depressing after two days. Yeah, after, I would say after two hours. <laughs> she goes, but I need... So you're going to do it... My she's name being lights. lightly offered. She's being teased with a potential residency. Yeah, and she's like, let's get back out there. There's nothing like planning a show, mounting a show. And Mickey go, Mikey goes, mounting a show. And she goes, mounting a show. She goes, I'm a showman at the end of the day. I'm a hunter. I like to hunt big game, and I don't want to hunt a warthog. I want to hunt an elephant. And she goes, and I'm not actually hunting elephants for everyone out there. I love that analogy. And then she has a five olive martini. I was like, she goes, this salt's going to be the end of me. <laughs> I, I was, was like, like, you're telling me. Damn, I was like, sister. I'm bloated by a fucking, <laughs> by proxy seeing you. I literally was like, I went like my that. health is at risk watching you take down this sodium laced five olives. I was like, this is a classic Rocco's move to put five massive pimento olives on top of a martini. My I went like God. this. <laughs> That was me. I could not. I was Let's, like, you guys, get out of here. Cheers to the showmans of the world. Cheers. Cheers to the, sh- cheers to like the strip. Cheers. People shine, shine like bright fireworks across the sky. You know cheers. that like, like quote? Yeah, Laura, that was my fucking Yerba quote. No, it wasn't. Yes. Talk about gay. <laughs> I fucking... That's truly addiction. That was literally... That's truly like you're gonna be a addict. No, I know. I was like literally thinking, what quote should I use? And I like, I wish I had done followed my heart and done like a quote from the movie Contact. But instead, I did. You told on your damn. The only people for me are the bad ones. No, no. How embarrassing! What was I? I was trying to prove something. I mean. That it's quote ba- had a lot. It had a huge impact on me too. It, I think it was a quote that I'd seen many people use as their senior yearbook quote. So I was kind of following a trend. I've seen that quote used before. Oh yeah, I mean no, like, but like I've, it's like a teen thing because you read it during like junior year. You read it when you're fucking in your mother god crossfaded yeah. like phase, and then you're like fuck yeah. 
The only people the for only me people are, for me are the, the showmen. Are the, the showmen. Hunters. The ones that are mad to live. The ones that aren't afraid to kill. The Not ones that hunt elephants. But elephants. And they fly, 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 <laughs> and mount the show. The only, be- <laughs> the only ones <laughs> for me are the ones who aren't afraid <laughs> to mount the show. I gotta find the quote. Oh, God. It's so, it's so cringe. It's so awful. It's, hor- it's horrific. And I'm, I shudder that every... I'm so sad that you use that I quote. I know. I wanted to use Jodie Foster saying they should have sent a poet. I'm really sad. Well, you live and you learn. You live. You learn. I'm trying to remember. It is like a future addict quote. It is total. You have like a huge drug problem <laughs> coming or you're currently going through it. If yeah. you're actively putting that quote out into the world as like representative of your vibe. It wasn't my vibe at all. That's the thing. <laughs> that really isn't your vibe. It's not my vibe at all like truly was That's not also i was hanging shocking. out with guys that were like into like dispatch and like sublime and like <laughs> and i i didn't like any i'm sorry i didn't like that music i was like oh i didn't like that music oh dispatch no 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 the only people for me are the- ah! <laughs> i'm gonna do the ej version the only people for me the only people for me are the showmen the ones who are Ready to mount the shows. Ready to... <laughs> you like the ones who are mad for shows. The ones who want to mount. Mount the shows. Hunt big game. Desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or saw commonplace things. But mount, mount, mount. Mount like a <laughs> fabulous showman. <laughs> Box across the Burn sky. across the stage in Vegas with <laughs> crab legs and lobster galore. <laughs> it's literally it's literally a quote about people like the worst kind the of people. The only people for me are the mad ones. The ones who are mad to live. <laughs> mad Can to you live. imagine me? I'm dying. Like what I was I? Love you going. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally they the worst. Fill it out and you go. It was. I was literally like. This is a lie. As soon as I wrote it, I went, I'm a liar. <laughs> like, I I mean, yeah, it was the book. Like, it was fun to read at the time. But, like, if you think about it, he's talking about the worst people you know. He's talking about, like, he's talking about literally mother, the God. mother God. He's members. talking about people that, like, won't that crash in your house and won't leave. Yeah. The only people for me are the mad ones. The ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be safe. This is literally Mother God's yeah. entire coven. Desirous of everything at the same time, the ones who never yawn or saw a commonplace thing but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. Cute mother god going, I know, bitch, tell me about it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so bad. It's awful. Also, Jack Herak was an awful person who like beat his wife. Like, he was a terrible old drunk. He was a big old drunk who was like repressed and like semi closeted and hated women. <laughs> but here I am quoting his ass. The, I love graduating. The only one. The who, only ones for me are the mad ones. Swim team O'Donnell. Swim team captain. Swim team captain. A good boy. A good high school boy. I was a good boy. You were a good boy. But going I, the only ones. <laughs> you know, this was something about me that no one knows. The only ones for me are the mad. I ones. was me. <laughs> God. Wait, I watched the Family Stone last night. Which is always a fun revisit. So, Sarah Jessica Parker, iconic. I truly realized that, like, 
you and you are Sarah Jessica Parker. Like the things that you do and mm-hmm. like your style of performance is literally Sarah Jessica Parker in the Family Stone. When she goes, my favorite. She's a genius comedic actor. Like I, I can only dream to be as funny as her. Like she's so funny. But there's a moment no, where but she it's goes. Not even the funny parts that she does, but it's like the little like. But there's a part when she goes, Claire Danes goes when she thinks she fucked luke wilson she goes you didn't and then she goes i'm so ashamed i was was like you i I literally was laughing but i'm like that that's that's sarah jessica i know and want more of i didn't know i love that (laughs) i didn't know they're so mean to her in that they're so cruel they're a clan they're awful that movie is like not that good either like I, i love it i mean i love it but it has like a lot of kind of like whole like you're just like supposed to believe that these two brothers they didn't do the work that needed to be done to have this ultimate payoff of like why these brothers love these other girls and swap like it doesn't when you watch it four to five times you then as a lover of the movie desire that to be the outcome but i remember being like wait what like the first time I watched it, I was like, that's weird. And I wanted to come in and be like, she's doing her best. She's trying. Speaking of dysfunctional families, Dorit and Kyle head to Coldwater Canyon for a nice hike. Join- and then they're talking about the dinner and uh, Dorit goes, it was a low blow what Sutton said. And all of a sudden you hear, did someone say low blow? I heard the words low blow. Lo and behold. Kim Richards comes waltzing out of the ether. I truly believe it's the first time she's ever left the house since COVID started. Yeah, Kyle's like, came out a really hard time during the pandemic. She didn't really leave the house, and we were all really worried about her. But she's really been getting out, socializing. Kim goes, all the thing I'm focused on now are my grandbabies and coloring. She goes, I didn't leave the house. <laughs> but then I found coloring, and then that, now I have my murals. And then it shows this gorgeous montage of like hand-painted murals like and darger henry darger shit kim has been painting the walls at her house which too- most people you would be like to the asylum you go but no. with kim you're like this is good it's outsider art it's true incredible <laughs> out she's mad ones but if you're carrie you go looks like you're one of the mad ones <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're a Roman candle burn, burn, burning God, across. God, you've seen so much. <laughs> nothing so bad. Never a yawn. You burn, burn, but, burn. But like I think a Roman Kyle's candle. like, as long as she's not drinking the pop. Yeah, as long as she's not on pills, dating like a fucking stegosaurus. <laughs> as long as she's finger painting on the walls, like please keep that. And she seems really genuinely happy. Yeah. She seems sober. Mm-hmm. Like she feels like she's a little kooky, but that's just who she is. But I, I think, love kooky kids. I think she's fully sober. I do believe that. And I think she and Kyle have like reached some equilibrium. They seem good with each other. She's being she's being nurturing of Kyle, which is like really rare to see him being like remembering that she's a sister. <laughs> Cause usually she treats Kyle like shit. And she says she really wants Kyle and Kathy to make up. Life's too short to be fighting. And they Kyle hasn't met Phoenix. Paris is... That makes me sad. Because Paris and her were close, I think. Yeah. And she just says, like, when she and Kathy are on the outs, she's cut off from, like, that entire side of the family. And it's... Kyle's daughters are sweet. She's like, are you going to go see Paris? And she's like, if you're not they invited... They ride for her. They ride for queen. their mama. And, Kath- and Kyle's like... Or Kim goes, I'm going to get emotional. 
I just want you guys. I just want you to make up. I think I think you both did things you didn't mean to do, and you both hurt each other. But I, I think you can come to terms. You can make up for it. You just have to not be on shows together. Yeah. You just have to let Kyle be on a show, and you guys can't be on the same show. Or you could have your own shows, and then maybe someone comes on as a guest. But like, mm-hmm. you cannot like work together. I do miss seeing Kyle and Kim together when they're good. There's nothing better than the two. I mean, of them I would slaying. love all. I would love it's, nothing more not. than all three of them to be on a show together. But like, that would be detrimental for their relationship with each other. Yeah, I just I remember when Lisa Vanderpump was on Dancing with the Stars, and Kyle and Kim were watching, and they were making fun of her, <laughs> and like imitating her dance moves, and it was really funny. I love it when Kim makes Kyle laugh. Like yeah, that's no one, the best. Because no one makes Kyle laugh like that, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's like and no one makes you laugh like your siblings. Yeah. Well, we did it. Here's the mad ones. Here's the mad ones. <laughs> Let's read the mad ones who are our cult members. These are the mad These ones. These are the mad ones. The mad ones who are mad to live. Mad to live, mad to breathe. I own it. That's this that's is, where I was at. I love that. I can't even remember what my yearbook quote was. I'm sure it was something cringe. But my school shut down before they published our yearbooks. Yours, so. was like, yours said, help me. <laughs> they literally were like, submit all the photos that you want in like a collage. And like you had to submit them. Like you had to make your collage yourself. You had to do the work. And then like give it yeah. to them. And then they would publish it in like the annual yearbook. But they just took it. And then the school shut down. They never sent it back. So we just lost those baby photos and like any semblance Incredible. of like high school graduation or that period of time. Amazing yeah as it should be <laughs> okay okay <laughs> all right then <laughs> okay oh okay okay all right cool all right well got it mm-hmm. read it dialing, loud and clear oh, yeah okay okay all right yep <laughs> the only ones for me the mad ones Ooh, the mad ones the mad ones bad <laughs> burr, 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 like the candles like a candle in the wind. Like a candle in the wind. That kills me. You're trying to sell yourself as a, one of the mad ones. A mad one? <laughs> in my dreams. I'm glad I'm not one of the mad ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like the only ones for I'd... me are fellow addicts, drug addicts, <laughs> unstable people. Who never yawn, Ment- yawn, and always burn, burn, burn. Yeah. Meth heads. Mentally ill meth heads. Who, who never yawn. Who like... can't stop driving. Who <laughs> <laughs> just get in their car and just can't stop because they're on meth. That's what that's what the context the is. The only ones they're all on speed. Or the astronaut lady. Literally in a diaper driving furiously across the fucking United <laughs> States. We were reading this and he's like, we went we did three trips that summer back and forth and I, and everyone was like, God, they drove so much and it's cuz they were on meth. On speed. They're on speed. They're on Roxy's. And they're, <laughs> they're on moon rock. <laughs> Little red pills. Sarah Elizabeth. Sarah Elizabeth. Lucy from London. Lucy from London. Mad one. <laughs> Brooke Johansson, mad one. Fucking mad She's one. She's fucking mad. She's burning. Brittany Ryan White. Mad one. Mad as hell. Mad. Danielle McMillan. Mad one. Fucking Roman Candle. Lady Swampage gives no, no fuck. fuck. The most mad, mad one of them all. The biggest burning candle of the bowl. Lazara. Lazara, She's mad. never yawned. She's never yawned. She's never stopped. She keeps going. <laughs> Mom. Molotov. Molotov. That mad one that's on top. A if classic She's mad a Molotov. One. That one. She's ready to explode across burn. the sky. 
Burn, burn, burn like a Roman candle. Like a fabulous yellow Roman candle. She burns Mary. Oh, so mad. Mad as hell. Exploding like spiders across the fucking sky. Across the fucking sky. The only people for me are people like Eliza Twaddle. Eliza Twaddle. <laughs> Maisie McGarney. Maisie McGarney. Desirous of everything at the <laughs> same time. Never yawning. Mike Earhart. Mike Earhart, of course. A classic mad one. Mad to talk. <laughs> and talk he does. Karaoke. Karaoke. Another taco. She's mad to be saved. <laughs> Sharon Baum. Realtor. The most mad realtor of all. Oh, I've never, never known s- such a mad she realtor. Ne- she never stops. <laughs> she never stops selling. She ne- <laughs> mad, mad, mad. You know who's never seen a commonplace thing in a goddamn life? Courtney Kesselman. Kesselman. <laughs> How do we, how can we forget Owsley? Owsley, the maddest of owls. The maddest of all. He burned, burned, burned. The maddest of Rochelle Martino. <laughs> the mad. Oh, the mad Kathy West. The mad, mad Kathy West, the burning Roman fabulous. Oh, Mariah Cave. Mariah Cave, of course. Exploding like Exploding a spider. Like a spider. Like a... Kit Moore, Kit my Moore, God, my she's God. the only one for me. She's mad to talk, mad to live, mad to be saved. Hillary. Hillary. Oh, don't even say Hillary. her name. She's so say mad. Say not. Move fast. Nothing like a mad woman named Hillary. Orlando. Orlando, of course. The maddest Orlando I've ever did know. <laughs> the maddest that's on your mind, Nick Sedaris. Nick Sedaris, of he course. He runs through that mind he of makes, yours. He runs laps around my mind. Emily. Emily. <laughs> Kim Lucas. Kim Lucas. And of course, the maddest of the all. The maddest of all, Jeffrey Prada. <laughs> Jeffrey Prada mad. <laughs> Jeffrey Madama, Madama, Madama. These <laughs> <laughs> mad ones. Pradama. Jeffrey Mad Run. Jeffrey Roman Candle Pradama. That's what the, all his friends call him. Cult members. Guys. You are all the mad ones. You are the mad ones. We appreciate let, you. Let us know about your cringe yearbook quotes. Yeah, I need them. I, we need to submit those in the Patreon comments. Cringe let's it create, up. Let's create a combo. Yeah, let's get it going. Radical honesty. I was honest. Follow suit. <sighs> and with that, we bid you farewell. Bye-bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.